Yeah, we're we here, man. Welcome to the show, man. Calvin Ryan is here. Sports Hip Hop with DJ Mad Max, like the sixty-five iHeart Radio. Hey, what's what's up? What's going on, man? Coming all the way out of Queens, but you're in Manhattan right now, originally from Bayside, Queens. Originally from Bayside, Queens. I'm, uh, I'm actually in Miami right now. You're in Miami. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, How's sir. it to be out there, man? Oh, it's fucking awesome. It's fucking beautiful. It's December or it's January. Shit. Yeah, but it feels like July out there, right? <laughs> for for where we are. Yeah, not for real. Yeah. yeah. You don't miss that cold weather. Forget that. Nah, nah not really. Nah. I miss the fits. I'm not going to lie. I miss the fits. Yeah? I, I, you know, with the cold, you got so many layers. You got you got the best drip out there. Yeah. Everyone's just in shorts, T-shirts, and flip-flops. Shit. It's nice, <laughs> though. The palm trees, the weather. I mean... Facts, facts, facts. We're sick out here. Nah, but we got to get into this, man. And, you know, eventually we'll all get out to Miami. But, man, congratulations on everything that you've achieved this far. All Nice told me a lot of great things and just sent me over your portfolio work. And I checked it out and let me know. This was something that you dropped last year. I did. It did well. You working on the follow-up right now? Yeah, yeah. We actually got a fuck ton of tracks um, that uh, kind of just uh, – just organized for for the rest of this year actually um got a lot of tracks coming a lot of tracks on the vault um definitely it, it's kind of it's different than than what's out right now so so if you're fucking with what's out right now you definitely fuck with the with the new stuff yeah high stake roller yeah yeah tough that, that's the one that was really going off for you i saw yeah yeah that one uh Cartagena, crazy um high sick roller was was dope on it was dope especially being the first music video yeah. i made fuck yeah oh yeah man how does it feel because you come all the way just being an artist starting out you learn how to engineer and now it's the fact that you're engineering your own music and you're finally having success and this is putting your whole artistry together here from scrap yeah i mean it's great you know seeing things come together um but at the end of the day like kobe said you know job ain't finished so yeah no Far from finished. And I like that Kobe reference. Kobe, where does Kobe rank for you? Because you mentioned him on your list of top athletes of all time, even basketball players. Great question. No, honestly, basketball players, he's my number one. Mm. I was having a conversation the other day with someone. I said, I think he's accomplished more than Jordan. From the standpoint, he had the sneakers. He just won an Oscar. He had five NBA championships, right? Look at all those MVPs. He was just one short of tying Jordan. Exactly. Jordan hasn't won an Oscar despite being a Space Jam, but you know, I, I like to say that, you know, I didn't grow up watching Jordan. Yeah. You know what I mean? I watch I grew up watching Kobe and then just like literally just growing up, just fucking tossing little paper walls in the trash can every two seconds at school, just keep myself entertained. Yeah. And saying Kobe is that paper goes into the trash can. Yeah, exactly. And just yeah. like you're from New York. You're from Queens. We we already know that already. Yes, you watched you watch Kobe. Kobe's your guy. Were you rocking yeah. with the Knicks being a New Yorker? I'm rocking with the Knicks. I'm a Knicks fan. I'm a yeah, Knicks I'm a fan. Knicks fan too. Yeah, <laughs> go Knicks, baby. It's a little it's a, it's a little tough for us right now, but you know we're, we're developing. We're developing. Yeah. yeah, we are. Did you see the trade rumors earlier? Apparently, we might get Grayson Allen. There's some rumors out there. 
I did not, nor do I want that. Fuck that kid. Yeah, yeah, you got. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that kid. No, you know what though? Like, I, I thought about that. I had the same attitude as you, but you know what? This team needs physicality. They need like they need a bully. They need to get back to that Charles Oakley, Anthony Mason era from the nineties. They need back. someone to just shove it down these guys' throat because you can't have Fred Van Vliet and Barnes coming in here and schooling this team. Facts. That's that's what I was hoping Julius Randle would be for it, but yeah, but. She, He's soft. He, he fights his own players. <laughs> yeah, thanks. He does. We got to rough him up a little bit, you know, and then just get him to rough everybody else up a little bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. But I want to get into the early beginnings here of your career because this really all started you want to be an artist. But you notice the early signs of you wanting to get in the music was when you're going to your uncle's house and playing the piano. What the fuck? How'd you find that? <laughs> Yeah, facts though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, little kid. Yeah, I be mean, a little kid. I just be going up to the piano and like trying to like come up with like little. I guess like now I know there are little like melodies and like loops, and I just be like, check this, check this out. It'd be like six keys, but it'd be dope. <laughs> <laughs> Any other instruments that you tried out besides piano? Because I know there's someone in your family that actually played guitar around you. Yeah, yeah. So my grandpa actually, yeah. my grandpa played the guitar. He was actually, um, he was like an artist, but he sang a lot. He actually even has like a, a I guess a, a mixtape you'd call it. This is like okay. a straight like 35 minutes, just nonstop from like 50, 60 years ago, man. It's just in, in a bar with his homie on the guitar. And then he's just singing on a mic. He's able to burn that CD and actually um, low key, we've been making, making like a project out of, out of some, some of those samples. Wow. So you, you're even making a project with your grandfather with those. That's crazy. Yeah, uh, shout out to you. That's different. No one, not too many people make projects with their families. Uh, he's, he's the, he's the reason I honestly got into music and I was like, honestly, like fell in love with music at such a young age. Like I grew up with my Hispanic grandparents at home and he was playing music throughout the house 24 seven. He collected CDs from, everywhere all over the world we'd go to a random restaurant just a live band would be playing he's like oh i like that like mm, sounds good like he'd walk right up to them you guys have some cds i could buy and everywhere we went whether it was like somewhere in mexico whether it was in florida like the and anywhere and everywhere and man's actually has a collection of freaking thousands of cds just from all bands independent artists from all over the world Wow. And he would, he'd be playing those throughout the, you know, just every day, just throughout the house. So I just got exposed to, you know, such diverse music, but mainly, you know, the Hispanic, very melodic, you know, old school music. Mm-hmm. Pop, R&B, and then you made your way to rap in EDM. Yeah, 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 yeah. I started off with pop, uh, which is because I have two older brothers and they they were, you know, taking over the controls, radio, whatever it may be, where I was listening to. So listened to a lot of pop, a lot of um chris brown t pain mm-hmm. little way and a lot of justin timberlake rihanna just you know whatever was on the radio back then like the early 2000s yeah the, the classic era the 2005 era that's yeah exactly the, oh, now we're that talking about chris era, brown we're know? talking about when he first came out with run it and give me yeah that. we talk yeah exactly yeah we fucking like nelly and just like no oh uh, you know it's funny i was listening to nelly the other day country grammar dilemma air force ones that exactly there, there's never going to be another era like that again nah nah, nah the, it's crazy the, the 2xl 3xl jerseys the baggy tees 
I feel like that's low key coming back though. That's low key yeah. coming back. Everything's just like fashion music, all of it's you know, it's just circles gonna come back. I'm hoping, but I've been baggy since '99, so there's no one. I haven't been rocking anything tight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you already know, man. So your first song was Mistake. So tell me when you really started to express yourself as an artist on paper, because we know that the first song that you dropped was Mistakes. Yeah, on paper was um, like 16 or 17 years old, really. Yeah, around like 14, 15, 16. I was just like, I had, had my phone, like notes. And this is probably like eighth grade before all that. Like I would just be in class with just like my my hoodie on. And then I have my, not even an iPod touch or anything. It was like an MP3 player. I had that shit in my in my pants, in my in my my little pockets, and I had the headphones in there going up inside from my shirt to through my sweatshirt. And then I'd just be sitting in math class just listening to music. <laughs> you know, with, with the with the headphone in your hand, making it like you're just yeah, leaned little, up. Yeah. Little, I remember when kids used to do that. And eventually when I got to like high school, I would like low-key just like, I don't know, I'd have just like random bars popping the head. Be like, oh cool. I just like write that down. Like a random idea or song. I feel I I thought it was normal for like about everybody was doing that type of shit. Um, but you know, that's like like I guess it was just different. Mm-hmm. That's when I was like really first like writing like lyrics and like started even like think about it. But it was always because you know, half Asian, half Hispanic. My, my mother's very Roman Catholic, strict, religious. My dad's just like very old school like Chinese, like the thought of maybe working in music or like thinking about it, going to school for it ever. Psych, you thought. Yeah. <laughs> but it's paying the bills because your journey, it progresses from here because you want to figure out, I mentioned before, you want to learn how to engineer the penthouse studios. Yeah. This is where Alicia Keys is recorded over time. No, no, that was, uh, that was Jungle City Studio. That was Jungle. Okay, that was Jungle. Yeah, but I started at penthouse. Penthouse Studios, um, it's in the building where like Tupac got shot. Um, everybody from like Whitney Houston to you know the Beatles have been in that building. Um, so that was that was like a legendary, just like a, a great start to you know my professional music career and like learning how to engineer and everything. What was the biggest obstacle that you had to tackle and learn how to be an engineer on the technical side? The mixing part. Mm. The mixing part for sure. Cause I, before I got into the studios, I was like, all right, you know, like I'd paid for like one or two studio sessions at like a small like studio on Queens. And I was like watching this man's like on his phone, all those recording and just like ordering food and shit. I was like, yo, how the fuck am I like, like I, I can learn this shit myself. Fuck this. And come the pandemic, I took my stimmy. And I bought, <laughs> I bought an interface, I bought a mic, bought the headphones, a stand. Um, and I started tracking myself in Logic. And originally, you know, I could record a song, I could track myself, but it was like, okay, this is like SoundCloud, like not, this is like SoundCloud quality, cool. Like I can get that up there, but if it's like trying to get something on the radio and like trying to take my stuff seriously, like I got to learn like how to, how to move, you know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> how to how to actually make the song sound professional too. And that's when I figured, you know, working like getting an internship at a recording studio would be, you know, the best spot. Cause you know, just like 
how in school, you know, you don't really learn much. You learn when you're out in the job site, you know, actually doing it what it is and like doing the actual job. That's when you like learn the most and like learn the best. That's where I figured, you know, I'd start working at a studio. Uh, started off just strictly just cleaning runs, you know, getting food, wiping the, the wiping the toilets. Like, started from the bottom. Now we're here. Yeah, exactly. And then from there, we slowly learned, got my gun to the sessions, was able to watch the, the engineers, watch Pro Tools, and then like kind of like hear, actually hear the difference because, you know, man's ain't got $50,000 speakers at home. Yeah. <laughs> little things that like peak at like the, you hear everything. So from there, I kind of just like slept there and just learned and learned and learned, just practiced and got the reps on my own, on myself, my own music and kind of just went on from there. Eventually getting my own sessions at that studio and then eventually moving to uh, Jungle City Studios. Yeah. And you mentioned the legendary acts that, you know, you've that's recorded at these studios. Tell me who's someone that you engineer that you were surprised that may have blown up that we haven't heard a story about yet. Have you been in the presence of someone that may have engineered that may not have been you or could that was you? Was there an artist song that blew up? Uh, say it again. Is there an artist song that blew up that was engineered by you or even someone in your presence that you were there for at one of these studios? Um, I wouldn't say like blown up, uh, like top 10, but like more so uh, probably like on bigger Spotify, like editorial playlists. Like, okay, yeah. yeah. Anyone in particular you want to share the story uh, behind that you could think of? I'll shout out my my, my little boy, uh, Lil Mabu. Actually, he was okay. at the, he was at the studio a lot. I was recording him a lot. Um, actually, if you go to his uh, his Instagram or social media and you see that that day he he got um he got like ran up on in the studio, you you see me in the chair right there. Actually, trying to like fix like hold him back. <laughs> I was I was there that night. It was crazy. Steez. Yeah, Steez yeah. too. Yeah, that's another one. You record that with your cousin. I did. I did indeed. Yeah, Steez, Want You, Susia. Uh, those are all my cousin as well on them. Uh, Bruno, Lucy. Uh, shout out Lucy. Uh, he's out in Ecuador right now. Uh, that was that was a time too. That was a good time. Being a bilingual it. artist, because we look at the greats back in the day, such as Big Pun, you'd see how he'd go in and out from rapping in English to Spanish. Is it subconsciously when you do it on songs? Is that is it, it just happens right on the spot? What sounds better? Um, no, I wouldn't like some parts. Yeah, and some parts, no. Um, I feel like it's, it's different with every song. Like there are some songs that an idea will literally just pop up in my head and I'll just start going with it and, you know, see where it goes. And then initially, like in my first like the, the the very first reaction, the very first instinct is, you know, writing and like rap and singing in English, just because it's my first language. And then um, sometimes I'll, I'll hit like a little like stop and I'll be like, shit, like what else do, uh, like little, little writer's block. And then I'll just remember like, I speak a whole other language. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a whole other like dictionary to choose from. You know? So I try and switch it up. Other songs, they're like, you know, you hear those Hispanic drums and you're just like hearing like, okay, like this Hispanic song, like automatically, like off rip, start getting ideas in Spanish and uh, other songs, you know, I'm just straight up just writing it and like takes a whole night to write 
So it it really just depends on the song, the vibe, and what I'm trying to accomplish that night. Now, how do your parents feel now, now that you're making a real stable career off of this and just now that they've officially heard the music from from you? Um, they've heard it. They they like it. They're, you know, hopeful, but I wouldn't say supportive. Wow. Yeah, it's wow. all, you know. Not not in, in in a way I can relate. I can, trust me, just from what, what I do, because is it from a standpoint as you've you have accomplished a lot throughout your career. You've accomplished a lot, but for some reason they just don't believe in you for just some reason. And it's like I believe in myself, but it's like, why don't you after it's, what I've accomplished? It's uh I'd say it's more of a um like a minority mindset of you know, both they both come from, you know, third world countries to New York to, you know, raise a family and, and you know, have their own business and to the point like they have obviously like expectations that especially being very strict, like Asian and Hispanic, that, you know, the only options are, you know, the very like white collared like jobs of, you know, a dentist, lawyer, accountant, attorney, whatever it is. It's yeah, like a collar and a, with a tie. Like those are like real jobs. Yeah. So it's like anything outside of that. It's just like they don't, I don't want to say they don't understand, but they don't, you know, they've never experience if they've never been able to you know meet someone in those industries whatever creative industry it may be whether it be you know music or fashion um or sports like they haven't met someone in that industry that is able to you know show success and be able to like prove them that you know you can make it in these industries to them it's kind of just like a one in a billion chance and it's like why are you wasting your time type of thing yeah well they're gonna be proven wrong <laughs> Because we see what yeah. you've accomplished this far, and, and 2023 is really going to be the leap year for you, I think. And just seeing how the process, the building blocks have came about so far would let me know with the project last year. You're already working on the new one, so yeah. I'm sure that 2023, you know, how's 2023, we're only, what are we, 23 days in right now? So how have these 23 days been for you so far? What's the vibe for this year feeling like so far? It's It's been a crazy, crazy year already. Um, so I'm in Miami and I actually have uh, recently, you know, been fortunate enough to sign a distribution deal. Oh, congratulations uh, on that, man. Thank you, man. That's thank big. You. Pop the champagne, get the cork, right? Not, not yet, not yet. Not, not yet? yet? Not yet, not yet. Job ain't finished, baby. Job ain't finished. I'm, 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 I plan long-term. And like, that's the success I want to see. Like long-term, like, I don't want to just turn around in two years and then just pop off and just be like, all right, cool. You like, you see, I did it. All right. And like, then it'll fall off from there. You know, yeah. you, you don't want to be like Fetty Wap. Fetty Wap's a great artist, but it's like, Yo, I kid. fuck with Fetty Wap, man. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't want to be like Fetty, Fetty Wap is dope as hell. He, he is fire. But he, from a, from a longevity standpoint, like he dropped all these hits and it's like, where'd you go? What happened? Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like to the, at the end of the day, it's also up to like everyone's own, um, you know, priorities and what they're looking for. You know, he accomplished maybe like what he wanted to accomplish, kind of just like, you know, pop up, get all these hits, get make his money and then 
you know, invest, invest elsewhere and, you know, kind of build your own brand. Um, shout out Fetty Wap because yeah. He's dope. No, trust me. I can still go back to Lester's projects. I'm using it from like a year standpoint because it's like this man had one of the biggest years. 2015 was the year of Fetty. Dude, I was low key 2015, 2016. And I was one of his biggest fans. I was on all those unreleased SoundCloud, all that shit that's taken off now from SoundCloud. Zoovy Zoo. Was, oh, bro. What? Everything. What was the uh, cake team? <laughs> that shit was bad. Remy Boy Mati, all the stuff that he had with him, too. Insane. Insane. No, he had a hell of a run, but you got this. If, if I could hit Fetty Wap's level of you know fame, and I, I'd I'd be content too. Fetty Wap's a shit man. <laughs> <laughs> he is. Fetty uh, Wap, if you see this man, we gotta make a track. Yeah, no, that, that's a fact. You know that that's gonna be happening this year. Who are some artists you think? You know, we, we mentioned Fetty Wap just now that you're a fan of his, but who, who's someone that you want to link up in the studio with? That you can even be on on the mixing tip, or most of all, artist tip, because I think you're ready to take your artist off to the next level um that's that's tough there there are a lot of people that i'd love to you know just meet in the stew and you know chat whether it's hopping on a song or just you know chopping shit up um i feel like i could learn from a lot of people and the people i try and like learn from the most are you know people who are like independent artists who are also able to you know use their music to kind of establish a different platform and a brand to be able to you know keep their brand and like personal and like not have to change up who they are. You know what I mean? And like also staying successful, like like Lil Dicky, what he did with his music career and then turning that into like a TV show and like, you know, sticking with like being really his brand like that. I have so much respect. And so I'm like, I keep tip my hat off to that man. Cause like a lot of people like talk shit about like, yo, like, Oh, he's like, a, he's a, he's a gimmick and all that stuff. But like, like no it's like music is music music is like artistry that's that's art man and at the end of the day you could say whatever you want about it but you know it got man's got his own tv show he's got all that stuff other artists like russ you know whether it's you know producing recording mixing and all that stuff and doing it all himself and like being an independent artist as well like russ was the reason i i actually initially started distributing through tune core so it's like okay so this is like you know like i like to, i love to like get influences from everybody like everyone from like you know chris brown t-pain like t-pain being able to have that longevity of being able to like you know stay relevant throughout all this time people don't give him his flowers as much now these days as you yeah, know as, as he deserves and it and it's whack yeah it, it exactly i agree with you being out in these studios and a focal point of engineers out here especially in, in new york area what do you think is next for new york when we talk about the sound we had drill just take over i mean i guess you could say it's that's still on in new york a little bit i mean i i don't really listen yeah. to the radio anymore because you know i'm such a big lyrical guy and you know i like what i like and i don't like what i don't like of course what, what's what's next out here for the wave of new york what, what's this new sound that you're starting to hear um i and honestly being in the studios in new york like you just hear a lot of drill and oh. a lot a lot a lot of drill um it's actually you know like I, I wouldn't say like it's i don't like it like i'll listen to some drill songs like i appreciate it fucking dance to it it is pretty hype I'm not yeah. gonna lie. like <laughs> it has a lot it brings that energy when you when you want it you know um, but outside of that, you know, just being in New York, being 
raised there and then working in studios there, like I see a lot of, you know, um, melodic rap, what now is called like, well, what rap was called, you know, like probably five, six years ago is now called like R&B. Yeah. Now rap, what rap is called now is like yeet and like crazy, like, I don't even know. Yeah. Perfect example is a boogie, right? Is that what the type with the melodic rap, right? Yeah. 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 Exactly. A boogie, dope ass dude. Yeah. Oh, you've met him. Yeah. Yeah. How was that? It was dope. It was dope. Yeah. He's super, super chill, super kind, very, very friendly, dude. No, honestly, very just hum- very humble. Who was who one of the idols that you met that you, that was really out there growing up? I haven't met too many idols, but you know, meeting Alicia Keys at like the studios while I was uh, interning there was was major. Huge, you know, just being able to be like, oh shit, like it is possible getting into these rooms, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was definitely like an eye opener. It's like your dreams genuinely aren't like that far away. No, they are, and they're becoming a reality. That's it's happening. You got distribution deal. Tell me how you linked up with El Nice. That's my guy right there. El Nice, man. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, I'm in Miami currently, yeah. and uh, right now I'm doing some some work at house of hits uh studio down here in miami and i met him what was like saturday when he was he was here at the studio and we just started chopping it up dude great man great great people great yeah there's a lot of you know despite you know the the industry being a figurehead it's it's like a snake there's some genuine people in this industry though for real there is yeah and like you can tell because like those people are like you can tell they're genuine right off the back. It's like, you know, they're always, they're trying to do whatever they can to help. Cause you know, they, they understand the struggles of, you know, whether it's an upcoming artist or an engineer or producer, it's like, <clears throat> they know the, the barrier, barrier to entry to, to this industry is just fucking, it's cool. Yeah. And, you know, so, so because of that, it, it's easy to tell, you know, the, the genuine good hearted people mm-hmm. and they're, all nice. Yeah. Yeah, he's one of shots to El Nice. Biggest obstacle that you faced this far in the industry? Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's like mixing, whether it's, you know, keeping that, keeping that, I'd say just keeping that discipline. Keeping discipline. Like that's, that's, that's definitely the number one. Like that's, that's everything. Yeah. Especially in this industry, you know, keeping consistent, keeping disciplined enough to actually, you know, go back to the studio record, open that file back up in Pro Tools and like mix, like do those little edits and, you know, go back to that song, being disciplined enough to be like, I like, I, I can write that like bar better. And like, you know, I, I have to post this on social media. Like I have to actually like make TikTok content. Like it's, it's a lot, especially as an independent artist, because you know, you're doing everything from those at TikTok, trying to establish a content calendar, think of ideas of think of like 30 different ideas for three days of content. Like, yeah. <laughs> then you got, you know, the graphic designs, you got the YouTube banners, you have Spotify canvas, the cover art, the mix, the master the recording, everything. And, you know, it, it's super easy to get to get lost in all that. And then, you know, lose the discipline to 
to keep doing that for not only that one song you're working on, but the next song and then the next song and then the next song. So, you know, staying disciplined, I'd say is, is the number one obstacle anyone faces. Yeah, absolutely. Staying consistent, longevity, something that you yearn for. Absolutely. I could tell that already. I want to get into this upcoming project that you're working on. How's this going to branch off of, let me know. Is this going to be an extension of a phrase similar to that? How are you looking to construct this upcoming project? Uh, so this upcoming project is a um, couple, actually. So this one, next one up is actually called uh, One of One. And that one's in English and Spanish. And it's featuring a friend of mine who's actually also rapping in Korean and English. Um, so I'm really trying to, you know, branch off and like stick to those, you know, that bilingual and like diverse lane of you know i can switch these lanes i can stay in my own lane of like my, my sound but also you know expand my lane type shit yeah and you're doing it yeah so like this next track one of one of one is also like another uh, melodic rap um what i guess we'd call r&b now yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh next track coming up and then the the ones after that are are you know, I feel, I genuinely feel a lot more um, expressive of my character and and who I am, which is you know what what I'm trying to go for. What I feel like every artist should go for the authenticity. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, and you got that, man. 2023. What else is on your list here so far? Have you accomplished besides the upcoming projects that you just mentioned? Upcoming projects. Um, trying to step back and build my team mm. right now. Um, just because you know I'm very controlling when it comes to my my art and my music. And this past year, like I was able to you know learn that because I I had another manager and then it just didn't work out. And you know I had someone trying to you know buy tracks buy some songs buy like take literally i had one offer someone's trying to literally just own 100 percent of my masters for the next 15 years yes yeah, how dumb do you think i would like what like so it's like, so that like getting that, and that was my first, that was my first, no, honestly, that was my first offer before I'd even like had a manager or like even thought about, you know, working with being, you know, like being open to, to a manager, like internally and like working with someone on like marketing or like cover art and all that stuff. Cause like, that was like such a predatory fucking contract and and move that you know kind of like fucked me up i was like damn like you you hear stories about people in the music industry you know being you know very predatory and just, just trying to be sharks and take advantage of, of people who don't know you know that that really eventually brought me into one i was working with my manager last year to like a spot where i was like kind of i, I couldn't fully trust them you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's like the worst part of like you, you can't have anybody on your team that you can't like fully trust. I feel like, and especially when it comes to like art and music and how I am with my art and music. So, um, 
you know, eventually, you know, seeing those ties, like kind of learn, I learned my lesson throughout the year, not only from that predatory offer, but, you know, from the other offers and the other like attempts at building a team and building relationships with people to the point where I can grow with them is, you know, was, were a lot of lessons learned in 2022 and with a distribution deal and, you know, a new state and, you know, just a new opportunity down here in Miami, it's like applying those lessons learned and successfully doing so and successfully building out that team. You got to build that dream team. We could see that, you know, you had to get some people that you weren't confident about up out of there and you did. Exactly. With this distribution deal, is this between Lazar Productions? Is that what it is? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that, that is between uh, Lazar Productions and and the record label I'll, I'll be dealing with. Um, yeah, it's just, you know, well, you got to stay smart out there. Like, yeah. register the LLC, cover your ass, cross your ass, like, what is it? Dot your eyes, cross your T's. Cause motherfuckers out here will fucking fuck you up. Yeah. No, they're they're just waiting. You know, they're like hawks. They're waiting. Literally. Yeah. So it's like you gotta best way to do it is just like do it right the first time and you won't have to do it again. Yeah. That's how that's how I like to work. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want to make sure if I'm doing this shit, I'm, I'm doing it 100%. I'm putting all, all my effort, all my, my lessons, my my integrity, my love, my ev- everything to whatever it is that I'm doing. Because at the end of the day, like I said, you do it all right once, you don't want to do it again. Exactly. You never want to start over because then it's like, I had to do this again. Oh, man, another setback, another setback. I mean, starting over, though, can, can be good, though. Like, I'm starting over yeah, right could. now in Miami. And oh, so you're actually uh, relocated. I thought you were just visiting, so you're actually relocated out to Miami. Uh, yeah. wow, yeah. So it's like you know, taking one step back to take two, three steps forward. Okay, wait, so you feel as though this step to Miami's backwards compared to being in New York? Um, I wouldn't say backwards in terms of you know, the music and the network I, I made and like what I'm making musically and creatively but where it's going backwards is you know that network and that security I had at the other studios like I would be able to you know get my sessions add job out there work and everything and then kind of getting this distribution deal was kind of more um more so contingent on on me being in Miami to be able to you know genuinely work with the team and you know and hustle and I was I didn't have a place out here I didn't have proof of income I didn't have apartments I was like fuck it you know what yeah like, I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do it and I just said fuck it just bought a fucking one-way flight to Miami um and right now I'm actually staying at my boys right now okay yeah so you're doing that's the hustle grind life now I respect that so it's like yeah. like yo it's like the fuck you doing it's like I'm taking one step back to Take those two, three steps forward. Exactly. And you got to do that. Did, did, at, at, now that you're in Miami, when we really think about it, do you feel as though that, 
you know, because, you know, I'm from Connecticut. I went to school out in Queens. You know, I went to St. John's. So you're oh, familiar shit, with stuff. Queens. Yeah. So, it's you know, I, I've been doing my run here because I just graduated about a little bit over a year ago. And I feel because I got my start in New York with doing the Congratulations. shows. And, That's what's up, man. That's yeah. what's up. Congratulations. Yeah. No, I appreciate that. So I, I feel as though because I'm planning on relocating here and doing other stuff besides what I'm doing with radio and podcasts and talk and stuff. And I've been saying this theory for myself. I'm like, man, New York has run its course with me. Do you feel as though that New York is you ran its course with New York? Like you kind of accomplished all there was with New York and it was time for a change of scenery. Um, I would say like I, I accomplished everything I needed. I wanted to in New York. Cause shit, if that were the case, I would have I would perform at MSG. Fuck. I, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like once I do that. I saw that the saw MSG, then I'll be like, all right, I got New York. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it it's all about longevity. And right now, in all honesty, what I was seeing back in New York was just a, a plateau of of drill and just straight drill every every day. And in all honesty, it didn't help me creatively. Um, it didn't help me, you know, do the things that I, I wanted to do creatively. And kind of took my energy away from, you know, my music and the music I appreciate and everything. So um, I was honestly like, it's crazy how how Miami worked out because I'd been thinking about, it was like, it was this past summer and I was just like engineering every day, just getting drill sessions, drill, drill, drill after drill. And I was just like genuinely debating it was like you know my, my music's in english and spanish spanish market spanish demographic especially with you know bad bunny and and all these latin american artists is the, the demographic is, is growing exponentially right now so it's like where is that you know that headquarter out of I mean, that's you know miami yeah and you know everybody here speaks spanish english and spanish bunch of spanish music around um I wasn't really getting too inspired about New York and I'd genuinely been thinking about it. I was like, fuck, maybe I could go to Miami. Maybe I could, or maybe I could find like some, cause I didn't have like a network of like, I don't have a studio. I didn't have this distribution deal or anything. Next thing you know, I ended up getting hit up by the, the record label believe and ended up, you know, getting that offer of the, the distribution deal. And I was like, you know, it'd be, um, contingent on you know you being in Miami I was like this was like two three days after I would like put that thought out into the fucking universe wow I was like what the fuck what like it's crazy and then next thing you know I was like okay maybe but like I don't know if I have a place to stay type shit like where would I stay and next thing you know my uncle who lives two three hours north of Miami he's uh he hit me up he's like hey i haven't seen you in a while you know uh would love to see you you know your little cousins have been asking about you because they haven't seen you in a while you know if you want a place to stay come over whenever i was like what the fuck like that kind of wait what yeah what's going on right now and um before thanksgiving i was i was up and i was ended up staying with my uncle originally it was in west palm and um you know it sucks to say but it didn't work out staying with my uncle because of the same thing with like you know his parents of 
very strict, like don't, he doesn't really understand music. And when I'm having to meet with the label down in Miami and like get down here in like two hours, three hours, you know, driving, it's like, yeah, I got to go down. It's like, it's like, when I offered you for like, when I offered you to you like stay here, wasn't, you know, there weren't any plans about music or anything. He's like, why are you talking about like, why are you wasting your time with that? Stupid. Like don't, and eventually just getting to the point where he's like, if you want to stay with me, you won't be like, you can't do music. I don't want to hear your music. I don't want to see music. I don't want to hear you like talking about like music business or any of that. And I'm like, like, I can't do that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> see ya. <laughs> <laughs> Peace. Yeah. And um, thankfully, you know, I got my friends down here in Miami. Shout out Jack and Devin. Um, as the homies, you know, realist ones. And, you know, they're like, yo, like, we believe in you. You're a homie. Of course, like, you know, place to say, see less. Yeah. Well, the important thing is that you have friends in this industry. I cut all of them off. My circle is, I can count on one hand, my friends in this industry. I cut them off. No, nah, for real, it's it's crazy. No, look, it's it's crazy that they're not even in the industry, which is is it's the best part. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to bring the stresses of, of work home or anything. Yeah, no, it, it, that's amazing that they you know gave you a spot and say Yo, you can crash here you know while yeah. you're taking like those three steps me forward since before I started doing the music. So you know they'd see me like grow from like bottom up, and like when I tell them you know I've an offer an opportunity in Miami that's like once in a lifetime you're like you know like real friends you know they're supportive of it like of course like got you like no worries so yeah no I like that you went and that's an inspiration of itself this whole story here and I appreciate you being so open and honest about your yeah, your story yeah. it's inspiring I'm, I'm sure it's inspiring for the to the listeners here tonight but especially to me and going to where you're passionate because drill you know, that's all that's ringing throughout New York. And, you know, th this is probably why I've been tuned out of radio, listening to these main stations and this the politics of, you know, I'm not going to get into all that, but, you know, I know what's playing on these stations and the fact that, you know, the music that Bad Bunny makes, that's what you're passionate about. And the bilingual side of you, especially when you do this with your songs that you had to get out of there, go to Miami where the scene is at. You know, I, I wish I could go, you know, to where a scene is at where you, we're still playing, you know, that real hip hop where they're, I grew up out, on. Like, that's Dipset. the thing. It's it's out there. There's it's out there. And if there's one thing that I've learned, especially making music and as an independent artist trying to like you know do it solo, not having like the most support, if any, is like like the, your community, whatever it may be, your niche, whatever it may be, like it, it's out there. Yeah. It's, out there for sure the listeners are out there that community is out there and they're they're looking they're looking for for you they're looking for whatever you know whatever you're passionate about i'm telling you like that that community is out there looking for you yeah no it 100 percent because you know as a listener and a fan of hip-hop first you know we came up you mentioned nelly before but the dipset era is new york you know what i mean g unit yeah. that was what new york hip-hop was yeah. Yeah. And I don't know, you know, I'm not going to be out here judging everyone, but, you know, drill started out in the UK. It was in Chicago. Then it took over in New York. You can have a couple of drill artists. I get that. Yeah. Where, where's the root? I mean, Drake just brought out Dipset at the Apollo at his show. Yeah. And it yeah, just goes to show you when he right. says that I don't care about awards. I care about this because it's crazy when you look at Dipset. It's like 
they didn't win awards for what they did because they had such an impact and that's the root of hip hop. And it's like, no, we'd rather give awards to someone who isn't as authentic or represents that true authenticity sound, you know? Big facts. But at the end of the day, it's like, if you're doing it for the love, like those awards won't be Yeah, who cares? You're going to do it. And if you do it right, like I said, you're going to find that fan base. You're going to find that community that's going to support you. And like, I found that out, like this, especially this past year, 2022, because I, I started releasing what was 20, end of 2019, my first song. Mm-hmm. Or what is it? Beginning 2019. But I remember dropping those songs in the, the second year, even, whether it be like 2020. 2020, I think, was like I was in the dumb side. I hate it. I was like, fuck, I'm like shit, I'm so stupid right now. Like, fuck. But like putting all that aside and kind of just saying, like, fuck that. Like, like those, you know, that the those doubts and those negative thoughts of you know what people think and everything, those literally just in your head. Like those are those are gonna be the thoughts that if anything are gonna have you, you know quit or give up and that's when I was like you know like no like fuck that like I'm doing this not even if not not even for them I'm doing this for me because like I know when I'm recording and just like coming up with a new song making music like that's when I'm happiest no honestly yeah you gotta do what's right for your sanity and what makes you happiest yeah yeah and I was like you know fuck this you know they won't support me I'll find someone who will and eventually you know worked at the studios made those next connections with networks like the producers other engineers local artists and like being able to like show them my music and kind of like work with them being able to show like experience like hear that appreciation that love like like the genuine love from like unbiased people is you know like that's what keeps me going yeah no and, and that's important and you know when you're out there in miami you got to get some seats for these heat games i really think that you stare at yourself when you see things Nah, like Drake said on Aston Martin music. Drake said Aston Martin. <laughs> <laughs> You're out in Miami. You got to go to the Heat games, man. Nah, facts, though. Facts. Eventually, though. Eventually. Eventually. Right now, we, we're not on that that type of timing. We're just, just grinding right now. Grinding. Yeah. But, that, that'll all come later. The, that's the thing. You, you put, later. You're putting the work in now. But, Set. man... Calvin, anything else you want to speak on that we didn't touch on tonight? Um, stay tuned, man. A lot, a lot coming. A lot of good stuff coming. This year is starting off like we talked about, man. This year started off hot, and it's only gonna get hotter because it's first song coming out March one of one. From there, I'm dropping more tracks. Might even be a little EP in there somewhere. Okay, yeah. Feel me. So definitely stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned, man. And when you drop that new EP, you got to come back on the show. I appreciate you for coming back on, you know. Oh, 100%. You even coming on tonight, you know. Exactly, man. I appreciate yeah. you having me, for real. Of course. And, you know, shout out to Al Nice for connecting us. Al uh, Nice, yeah. That's the guy right there, man. You know, yeah. shout out to him, believing in all the up-and-coming talent. And, you know, if uh, he really could be, like, a, a real scout out here. You know, if someone said, who's next up in this game? Because he sees it, you know. It, yeah, for real. Just go and by he, what he says. Too. He's real. Yeah. So you know what, he, what he's gonna speak is the truth. Yeah, exactly. You need more people like that instead of these, uh, you know, ass kissers. We know what the yes man. Masters. Let me take a hundred percent of your masters for yeah. <laughs> years with no fucking renewal. Like what? Fuck. Okay.
Yeah, you, you give them a Will Smith slap, okay? <laughs> With their own contract. Yeah. <laughs> uh, clowns. No, but you're here, man. Calvin Ryan is rising here. This is his year. Big things, man. And let them know where they can follow you on Instagram and Twitter, all that. We want to make sure everyone gets, gets that following. Calvin Ryan, two underscores everywhere. TikTok, Apple Music, Spotify, Instagram, uh, Deezer, Title, wherever you listen to music, I'm, I'm there. Calvin Ryan. Yep, you know it, man. Calvin, thank you for coming on the show again, man. Thank you. Until the next time, man. Enjoy the rest of your night. Stay safe. Keep working, man. Appreciate you. You too, man. You already know, man. Salute. Peace. Peace, man.